back again. Wisdom is a high, episode two, and we've got Joseph Zeno here, a very good friend of mine. Um, we've worked together in the past at Astrid Dispensary, and um, the love continues, so I've got him here with us. How we going, guys? Pleasure to be here, No. Obviously, we met through the cannabis industry, which yeah. is quite an exciting time, oh, but yeah. it's in its uh, infancy years, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, what's your experience, or what would you say is the current status of you know cannabis in Australia, it, medicinal cannabis? Yeah, medicinal cannabis in Australia. I would say, man, it's still, like you said, it's still in its infancy. It still has its ways to go. Mm -hmm. uh, you compare us to the United States, and the United States is leagues ahead in terms of growing, mm. um, even their medical industry, recreational industry. Here, I think it's not necessarily a bad thing, though, because it's mm. a little bit more regulated, mm. you know? Um, being more regulated means we have a little bit more control over it and you can educate people slowly yeah. and I feel like that's the most important thing. Do you reckon that's the difference that's going to happen between our industry and there? I think so. I feel like they might have rushed into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they were very excited and there was a lot of money. Yes. Whereas I think here they're really, really slow with it. Like yep. they're not too, too heavy on the gas. I agree. I feel like that's spot on because because they've, I don't know if they've rushed into it, but like because it, it became recreational really quick. Yeah. I think it was within like five years yeah. that it was medical. It became recreational, mm. and that's a pretty big jump. What's what's the problem with that? Well, they had uh, I don't know if you remember when it first became legal, especially mm. in Colorado. Mm. Twenty, I think it was twenty twelve. The first time it was legal, they ran out within I think it was less than a week. I actually, like, do yeah, remember hearing that. There was, same thing in Canada. Yeah, same thing in Canada. Yeah. yeah, they ran out with like in like less than a week. It's pretty wild. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's a big issue. So I feel like the good the good thing about being medical here and a little bit harder to access mm -hmm. is the fact that it's a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Supply will be a little bit slower. We can sustain supply mm -hmm. and then we kind of get a feel for the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. And then we can make it a little bit more accessible for, for, for people, everyone. for everyone. Awesome. Yeah. And but, yeah, yeah. education is another thing. So we're educating people slowly. The stigma will slowly fade. Mm -hmm. And then once that happens, then it will be a lot easier to access for people. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you mentioned Colorado briefly. So you've obviously had some time there as well. Yep. Recently, um, we're traveling around there and you kind of saw the place. Like in terms of your firsthand experience, do you think that that is something that we could emulate here or do you think it'll be completely different altogether? I feel like it'll be a little bit different here. Yeah, yeah Colorado Colorado's a beautiful place yeah. and the their regulations are a little bit different to yeah. here. Yeah. Here we're still very strict. Mm. There it was like it's like a candy shop. Yeah. So you walk into it a It looks beautiful. Oh, it's way. a beautiful the place. photos and everything look oh, just so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the place to be for like for cannabis. And but the thing is like you listen to people that were there, they've been doing that stuff since like the 80s yeah. from what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but then you go so they've already had experience and mm. then making it legal, they can apply the science that they need, the mm. regulations that they need, mm. and the quality of the flower is leagues. Yeah. Leagues ahead. It's yeah. it's great. Um, and do you feel like the um facilities that they have and the legalization of it, mm. you know, it, it, it do you reckon that's really gonna be the biggest difference? Because I feel like here the legalization of it is what's limiting like the research, for example. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're spot on. That's what's even in America because it's still not federally legal. It's harder to do research over there, so yeah. they're doing a lot more research in the UK. Yeah, um, I think in Europe they're starting to do research here now, uh -huh. but research is pretty slow. Yeah, um, but over there I think it's more the techniques of growing, mm -hmm. extraction. Mm -hmm. Those are the two main things that they're able to, you know, constantly try and see what's working what's not working they can yeah. experiment with that yeah. so it's literally development of the product development yeah. of the flower yeah that's what's going on over there yeah yeah no, awesome and and do you think i mean i'm not in the industry anymore and, and talk to those people yeah. but do you feel like we're kind of in australia with our own industry we're kind of writing our own blueprint or do you think there's still a lot of influence from, let's say, Canada and, and America? And i reckon we've got our own blueprint at the moment yeah. being it just medical but 
a lot of the influence does come from the States yeah. and Canada because yeah. I feel like we have kind of like, it wouldn't be like an underground recreational market, but mm. there's like a, there's people, there's a push for a recreational market here. Yeah. Yeah. There's people that do definitely do want it. Yeah. yeah. But this, the reason is like, I remember listening to the, another podcast mm. and they said they don't like the term recreational. They right. said they like the term inspirational because nice. the reason you use it yeah. is when you smoke, you're doing it for a reason. Yeah. Whether it's for medication to help you sleep, to yeah. help with anxiety, depression, or some people use it to get inspired. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of like that. That idea. idea. Yeah. It was I mean, yeah. Swami. Do you know who Swami is? No. Uh, he's a, he's a grower in California. He's got like Smile a... Smile Swa- me? Uh, I've got it. Swami... Swami. Swami Chataya. Okay. Is his name. Yeah. Cool. And what is he, he runs like an independent He's grow. got an independent farm, all outdoor grown, all organic grown, soil grown. Um, mm. He, I think he hosts the Emerald Cup as yeah. well. So yeah, he's a big inspiration. That's really cool. Big influence in the so industry. So going more deeper into the details, outgrow, outdoor growing as opposed to indoor growing, yeah. what's, you know, do you feel, do you think that, because from my understanding here, majority of it's indoor grown. Yeah, majority um, At is. the moment, whereas I feel like other places and other countries are really starting to appreciate the outdoor grown, yep. which I feel like would be a lot more natural um, for the plant as yeah. well. So do you specifically have any like say about the difference between indoor or outdoor? Is it really just who does it and how they do it? I feel like, yeah, well, you're spot on. Like who does it and how they do it? I yeah. feel like uh, outdoor grown, some people like the idea of natural sunlight. Mm. You'll notice that outdoor grown sometimes is a little bit more fluffy buds, but mm. not necessarily. It all depends on who grows it. Mm. And then you've got indoor grown. The thing with indoor grown is you can control everything. Correct. So it's kind of like a little experiment. It's like yeah. a science experiment. Yeah. You can yeah. control humidity. You can control the n- your nutrients that are going in. You control temperature, literally everything. Mm. So of course, you're going to be able to, to manipulate the genetics a little bit better mm. than outdoor grown, of which course. are reliant on the weather. Yeah. 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 Also, but also with the outdoor grown, I feel like you're also allowing for natural occurrences or you know what i mean yeah so just be like if the soil is really good or the weather is really good or something like that then you, know you might I mean? get a then great product a, yeah it might yeah get a really good crop yeah, yeah um talking about great crops talking about recreational let's have a bit of fun what's yes. your favorite strain you know in colorado obviously yeah on the more recreational side yeah i'm sure you did some taste testing because why wouldn't you uh, of course um, i was there yeah, I had what's, to. yeah. What's, what's your favorite why one that stood out the one that comes to my head first um there was two actually mm. one was called funyuns Bunions? Funyuns. Funyuns. Yeah. Like the... Like, like the treat. Like yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, snack. Yeah. Like the yeah. American s- snack. That's good. Uh, it was good. <laughs> Did it taste like it? Uh, it didn't taste like it, but it had that... It had GMO genetics in it, which is garlic mushroom onions. Yes. So it had GMO and it was... I forgot what the cross was. It was crossed with something else, but um, it had GMO genetics in it. Mm. Um, that was really good indicator, really good for nighttime. I remember yeah. we'd have that, watch a movie, mm. good time. Um, and then sativa-wise, I'd probably say Ghost Train Haze. Ghost Train Haze was good. I went to this dispensary called Green Man Dispensary uh, and they won awards. So they would grow their own Ghost Train Haze and their Ghost Train Haze won awards like multiple times in a row. Mad. Outdoor grown or indoor? Ah, that thing was indoor. Indoor Indoor grown. Yeah, indoor grown. Interesting. Um, That was fantastic. No, that's awesome. But when you were in Cali, Cali, did you try some I did try a little bit. Did anything stand out? Um, Yeah, that was the first time I ever experienced Blue Dream. Uh, the f- yeah. Yeah. What do you think of that? Uh, which was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like, Blue Dreams are great. I'm more of a sativa guy, yeah. I've realized, because I think, like, my mind's very active. So when I have, like, indicators, it kind of puts me down. And then, like, my mind's trying to conflict that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, like, a bit of a tug of war. Yeah. But yeah. if I've got, like, the sativas and I, and I smoke, it's more fun and it's more in line with the pace of my thoughts, if yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Um, but the Blue Dream was a really nice, light touch. 
Mm. You know what I mean? It felt good. Um, it was really inviting for me. Um, I'm more of a sativa guy, like I said. Yeah. So where, where would you find yourself? I feel like in Australia, most people are indica. Yeah, you find that um, as well. Uh, like pre- prefer the indica flowers. Yeah. Yet, which is really, really interesting. It depends what I'm doing on the day. Or yeah. It depends the, on the situation. Most of the time, I'll find myself indica. But yeah. that's only because I'll have it at night. Yes. So I'll have it at night. It's like my treat to wind down. I've done all my work for the day. Yeah. I can wind down. Done my jujitsu. Yeah, done exactly. Done jujitsu. Done yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Done my work. We're good to go. Yeah. But sativa, like, when if I want a sativa, if I want to get creative or if I'm going somewhere or mm. like I still mm. want to be a little bit active, yeah, it's always good. Or if I'm going out, for example, like perfect example is when I was in Vegas. Yeah. Um, I had Blue Dream for the first time when I was oh, in wow. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. That went crazy. And that was good. We ended up going to In and Out Burger. Yeah. And it felt like I was in, it felt like I was in like Harold and Kumar, like Ghost of White Castle. That's crazy. But, like everyone just looked like characters from a movie. Yeah. And I remember the teller being there. He was this guy, young looking dude, but he had like the paper hat on, yeah. the apron, like yeah. just typical stereotypical American. Like exactly like yeah, the movies. Yeah, exactly yeah, like the movies. And wild. I'm like, he's got like the apron on. Yeah, him. literally. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> and the food was great as well. So yeah. I remember it just being great. Blue Dream is a good strain. Yeah. I feel like everyone who's had Blue Dream has enjoyed it. Like yeah. everyone I've spoken to has, seems to enjoy it. Mm, yeah. mm. Which is kind of Blue Dream's kind of coming into Australia as like the base sativa, yeah. from my understanding. Yeah. Um, you know, the strains and more so the concentrate pens. Yes. Um, I looked into them a little bit more. Yeah. And it is the blue dream that they're basing it off as yeah. well um there's a couple companies that i know that do the blue dream as a flower yep. as well um but you're gonna ask your doctor about that yes you do, you um, do. so that's Have that's a, a different doc. conversation, that is a different conversation. <laughs> if we're here go to your doc and ask for that if you yeah. like your sativas yeah. if you and need it obviously your uh, prescriber is the final say yes so don't take our advice for health advice <laughs> we're just having a good time but um anyways talking about jiu-jitsu a little bit that we touched on before you know you're yeah. a pretty active guy you're doing a lot in the industry but what's the importance of of fitness and what's the importance specifically to you with jiu-jitsu with jiu-jitsu for me is a good way to definitely it's for fitness number one Mm. and it also helps uh it's almost like a philosophy if you want to get really deep into it talk to me yeah i haven't heard the philosophy of jiu-jitsu before no like when you first start jiu-jitsu when you feel like i feel like any martial art when you're sparring against someone else you become very tense and yeah. you tense up and you sh- you struggle to breathe. You don't struggle to breathe, but you forget to control your breathing. You make like erratic movements and whatnot. And even now, like I'll still do that. Yeah. But when I first started, I was very like tense against mm. rolling people. Mm. And you look at some of the higher belts that do it, because I'm just a white belt. You mm. look at even blue belts, purple belts, brown belts and black belts, they're very relaxed. And you, you look like they're not doing anything, mm. but they're just holding a position. They're analyzing what they need to do next and mm. they'll just move to the next position. Mm. So... I feel like if you apply that to a philosophy, mm. it's the same process. It's like, okay, you're here now. For example, the guy's got your arm. Mm. Okay, you guy, the guy's got your arm. What are you going to do? How are you going to get your arm out of this situation? Yeah. And you can apply that to life. Like, yeah. this is the situation at the moment. Yeah. For example, I don't know. Example, like this week, my car's the mechanic. Yeah. All right, my car's the mechanic. I don't have my car. I won't have my car till Friday. Yeah. What am I going to do? I got to catch the train to work. I got to adjust. You got to make the adjustments. Adjustments. Yeah. That's the big thing. Yeah. Rather than focusing on, oh, my arm's stuck. Yeah. Just, okay, what do I do to get it's to the like next level? It's like moving beyond that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like chess. It is. It's, it's like a chess. It's like chess with your body. It's yeah. Like, that's what jujitsu is. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. interesting. Because the way like I'm reading it off you is like, you know, it's very much what's the next move to then lead to the next move. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I feel like jujitsu, it's not just like, one two step it's like one two three step yeah you know exactly because I mean? like once you get out of the arm hold well, what am where I gonna am i gonna go? go exactly you know what i mean so yeah 
Um, no, that's really cool. And how long have you been doing jiu-jitsu now? Uh, it's probably been two years now. And you're only a white belt? Yeah, only a white belt. I know, right? I, I tell myself that all the time. What's yeah. what's like, is it, it's obviously clearly not a time thing, or is it a time thing? It's, it's, not, a, it's not a time thing. It's probably the amount you train. The, okay. When I first started, I was only training once a week, okay. and it was quite inconsistent. And how long were you training for once a week? Uh, probably the first year eight or months yeah. or so. Yeah, and then COVID hit, so then I couldn't train at all. Okay. So that didn't really count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then... Probably not until this year. I've probably started training two, three, four times a week. Beautiful. Yeah. And you notice a huge difference going yeah. from one to even like three times a week. Mm, yeah. It's massive. Oh, it's a consistency it thing. Is. And it's your body kind of gets the muscle memory. It gets used to copying the turns and the twists and, and exactly. all that. Because you, you had an injury from jujitsu a bit earlier this year. I did. Yeah. I did. So was, do you feel like now that you're training more, you're a lot more confident with that? Like you've, you've got more strength and conditioning yeah. in a sense? So like, or do you feel like there was a bit of a time that you were scared to put yourself out there because what happens if it goes again? Usually... Uh, it was with, your knee, wasn't it? With, yeah, with my knee. Because I think yeah. I did my knee... Oh, it would have been earlier. I forgot when I did it. But yeah. I did my LCL. So I tore, yeah. my, I tore it myself. Yeah. Like, so that was my fault. But when I do that move now, I haven't tried that. I, like, I'll be very careful. Yeah. But in saying that, I think I feel like it makes you wiser. Yeah. So because you've done injury... You, I got an injury because I did this move. So you know not to perform that move in that position again. Yeah. So you're very cautious of what you do. Yeah. But it makes your... I feel like it just makes your overall game better. Okay. Yeah. Why? Uh, because you, you're you more wise about it. You know not to make that decision. You know that decision mm. is going to hurt yourself. Yeah. So you're like, okay, don't do that. Do something else. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 No, no. Cool. That's the way cool. I see it. No, yeah. it's really cool. And what's the level up? Like, does Sensei come over and go like... He's your blue belt or something, or like, is it is it? What's what's the process? Yeah, the process. So usually, um, sometimes after class, some people will get promotions. Um, they'll have grading days, so it all depends. Um, mm. I think competition definitely helps, like mm. performing in competitions. Mm. So you do amateur, like like, like pro the, amateur kind of comps or something? Or like? uh, they're available. I haven't competed yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But is but that like what's available? That's what's available. Yeah, yeah, just competition. And there's there's a few, like there's a few, some every month. But that's something I definitely want to get into. Like yeah. at least do one competition. I feel like you yeah. may as well, oh. you know, put everything on the line. See yeah, how you go. it's the only I mean, way to like test where you're at. You get an L, like you go to the next one, you get a W. Exactly. Like you're not going to. You learn from it. Yeah, exactly. And it's a good way to test where you're at. yeah no that's, that's good awesome dude. that's no, awesome was- so in terms of fitness cannabis and all of that these mm. these things are aspects of your life and these are passions of your life yeah so do you find a lot of do you find meaning in in these things on a daily basis or is there anything else in your life that you kind of look as your source of purpose and and yeah and, and you know the best way to kind of encapsulate it is like what's the reason you wake up in the morning yeah that's a good question that's a good question it's hard to find sometimes and i feel like you've got to find it yourself mm. Uh, the reason, I don't know, the reason I wake up in the morning, like it's, you find your own purpose, right? Mm. Like I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to be trying to make myself better today. Mm. And by making myself better, hopefully I can make someone else better. Mm. Or like someone, I, some, hopefully I can help someone else. Mm. So like when I'm at work, I'll try and like do as much as I can to help someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is beautiful. And I can tell, like I can vouch for you that you do that yeah, every day. Like I, I've worked with you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're honestly very like, you're you're a legend. You're a beautiful soul. And like, oh, you really give good. everything to everyone. And you know, me coming downstairs all the time to get a break from working upstairs yeah. to see your face <laughs> and a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke, even though, you know. And that's what you need, dude. Yeah, like, because yeah. if you work, like if you're burning, burning, if you're grinding, 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 and you don't get that break, you forget mm. that you're human and mm. you're just stuck in that robot. You become like a robot. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. You don't, you're just, we're not built for that, man. Yeah. We're not built for that. 
yeah it's 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 interesting it's mm. interesting so where did this kind of come from for you like where the martial arts or the 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 like waking up and wanting to be better to give to other people more in a sense yeah like, was that an, an innate thing was that something maybe your dad or mum or family member kind of implemented is that you know uh, your own personal journey that like for like for example for me yeah. i went through a lot of lost a loss a lot of like darkness or being lost in a tunnel with no light at the end yeah and just sticking it through and like you said you're the only one that can find that meaning you're the only one that can find that exactly purpose. yeah so i had to be lost for a little bit to then find and myself and then yes. find that light at the end of the tunnel yeah you know what i mean and you know a lot of influence and inspiration came from people around me yeah like specifically like my dad really helped me see the world that's a very gray world black and white in my own black and white yeah you know what i mean something that makes sense for me yeah um he kind of made sense of it for you or he gave you like the the, the tools the to foundation to yeah. figure out how I see things. Yes. You know what I mean? As well as my own experiences and my own, you know, failures and my own, you know, uh, times where I thought this was the right decision. I've made the wrong move, for example, and I, you know, yeah. had to pay for it, whether it's physical, emotional, whatever, spiritual. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and those were the things that kind of drove me to kind of be where I am now. Yeah. So for you, in a sense, was it an innate thing from childhood or was it, you know, somebody kind of gave you that pathway and then you kind of took off from there? Yeah, I think it definitely... I'll I'll give it to family. Family's a big part. I grew up a lot, uh, like mom, dad, obviously. My grandparents, spent a lot of time with my grandparents. Mm. And they taught work was important. Mm. But not necessarily, like, hard work is good for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's good for you. It yeah. teaches you, like, you need to earn You need to earn it. Yeah. You can't just be given things. Yeah. Because when you get given things, you don't respect them, Yeah. I feel like. Like, if you get given something, you're like, oh, this was easy, so I can just get another one. Mm. But if you look at everything as a resource and you try and use it as resourcefully as you can yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll you'll try and make the most of everything no of course yeah but Which i think it's beautiful yeah yeah exactly but i get it i think uh my father definitely taught me work is important mm. he's i was started working like when i was 12 man like yeah. he had his own business he still has his own business i'd be working there when i was 12 shout out the business yeah shout out, oh, good old gatecraft australia there if you, you need any structural steel work any structural steel gates welding Go to Gatecraft. Yeah, Sounds they'll good. get it done. Yeah. Beautiful. Always a good job. My brother my brother works for him as well. Yeah. Um, so same thing. Hard work's always been part of the family. And I think uh, my mother definitely taught me the compassionate side of life. Yeah. She's always been exceptionally compassionate. And most people will say that about her. They'll be like, oh, your mom's so lovely. She's so nice, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So I try and merge both together. Mm. It's quite interesting. You look at my parents and they're like... Um, Completely different. Completely different, but they merge together very well. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. I see that very similarly with my parents. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Obviously, life's not easy and it's a rough place. Mm. Um, but in terms of being completely polar opposites and then for me to look at both of those strengths, you know what I mean? And to capture and to incorporate that into my life as yeah. well. You know, I think that's really, really important. Like you come from a, an Italian background specifically. Yeah. Italian Greek. Yeah. Um, Italian yeah. Greek background. Yeah. So, you know, work ethic family orientation that was very important you know yes. these, these you know i come from an israeli moroccan background it's very similar same thing. in that sense yeah. you know so i think it's beautiful I think yeah it, it's great um but yeah so it, it, in a sense that family kind of gave you the way to begin mm. so you really feel like now you've kind of taken it on yourself you know being a mature age yeah you know it's kind of hard when you're a teenager and you're adolescent, yeah you don't of, know what's you don't know you don't know what's where good. to take the information and from yeah you don't appreciate um you know what i mean and and it's really 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 awesome that you said you know when you get given things, you don't really understand the value of it. You don't, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, you don't understand how hard it, it, it is to, or what it takes to get that. Yeah. And I think, you know, the importance of parents being 
bit tougher at mm. a younger age and really implement a work hard. Like I started working, I was around the same age, like eight, nine o'clock, yeah. uh, eight, nine o'clock, eight, nine years eight, old. Nine <laughs> yeah, that's the time I started working. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the time to go. <laughs> nah, but eight, nine years old, you know, I was working as well with my parents' business, you know, they were doing kitchenware, yeah. um, sales and stuff like that. So I completely resonate with you on that. And, yeah. You know, I think we both connect on that appreciation yeah. as well. And the thing is, when you're eight, nine years old, the last thing you want to do is go to fucking work. Is go to fucking work. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You're like, oh, I don't want to be doing this thing. But yeah. you're there. And when you're there, you're like, you just what do am it. I doing? Yeah. yeah. You just, you get told something to do and you're like, all right, I have to get this done. Um, yeah. Which is really, really interesting. Yeah. So um, it's a good way to, to kind of incorporate all of that. And it's a great way to, it's a great way to kind of um, go about life in that sense. So, yeah. Um, you know, kind of to, to, to bring this all together, what's, what's the future for Joe? Future for me? What's the future for Joe? That is a good question, man. I wish I knew the answer to that. Okay. And, you know, I don't know if you've heard the saying, like, everybody wants to know the future until yeah. they know the future. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, that's, it's, that's, 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 have that's, you heard that before? Yeah, I actually haven't heard it like that, <laughs> but, you know, that actually resonates. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, so, I, I don't know what it holds. At the moment, I feel like I'm in a good place, but I'm definitely ready for growth like mm. I definitely where I am now is good but I don't want to be stuck here if that makes sense yes. so I still want to progress move forward yes. but I'm definitely where it is is good um, future for me definitely just keep focusing on jiu -jitsu. I want to get my own place eventually um, and then hopefully just keep moving forward in the, in the cannabis industry Help, mm. hopefully like I just want to educate people let people know that you know eliminate the stigma that exists around ca cannabis and just let people see it as a compound just like every other compound you find in a ph pharmacy or every mm. other drug you find in a pharmacy because mm. that's what it is at the end of the day drugs mm. uh, I feel like are just compounds that exist mm. if they used correctly mm. and used in the right doses you can use any drug every, every drug has the right has like a, a, a purpose value a purpose yeah, yeah, yeah exactly whether it be anywhere between opioids it can be uh, psilocybin it can be cannabis it can be your atorvastatin for your cholesterol mm. anything in the right dose can mm. be used it's, mm. it's a tool and specifically with cannabis you know it's yeah. it's it's really the only drug that I'm yet to see, maybe even psilocybin as well. But yeah. It's kind of like a one-size-fits-all. It, it is. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it, the one thing in its own way, you don't have to modify the medication too much, but maybe make it an oil or yeah. a, you know what I mean, a concentrate, but it's yeah. still, in a sense, the same compound that it was. Um, so, exactly. you know, I think it's really interesting and I, I'm, you know, wish you all the best and I think you really are going to change the cannabis industry in Australia. I, I think you've got the motivation. I think you've definitely got the knowledge and the experience, but I think you've got the heart for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's it's a bit different. You know, it's one thing to just be there because you want to expand, but it's, yeah. it's different because you want to educate. You yeah. want to give people a different understanding, a different perspective. You want them to understand the benefits of something that they might see as something that could be very detrimental. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. You, you And once you introduce knowledge yeah and especially a, a new drug or compound into a society, mm. it's going to it's going to cause a paradigm shift in the way people think mm. like uh, I think the 50s, the 60s is a perfect example. Yeah. Introduction of psychedelics, LSD. It became a lot more accessible back then. Mm. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but Sandoz actually uh, created um, LSD. They had an LSD uh, drug that they would give to psychiatrists. And they really? were doing trials with it. Yeah. And so, uh, when was this? In the 60s? In the something? 60s. I think in the late 50s. Yeah, late 50s it started happening because yeah. it was developed in the, I think early 50s and then um don't quote me on that but yeah so sandals basically made uh, who's sandals by the way just to give the uh they're a pharmaceutical company yeah. yeah um these are all facts so they basically made this compound um and then they started giving it to psychiatrists they started doing extra trials with it they started mm. pushing for it and mm. then eventually it 
uh, leaked into the public. Mm-hmm. Once it leaked into the public, you saw what the 60s and 70s were like. Mm. Very anti, like counterculture, counterculture movements, radical ideas. They came out of nowhere. Mm. And then the 80s, it kind of calmed down a little bit. Mm. Once you introduce a drug into society, it changes the way people think. Mm. And it's exciting to see that happen with cannabis. Mm. But I think it's going to have a very positive impact rather yeah. than a negative impact. Do you feel like the LSD was a negative impact? I don't think it was a negative impact. I think it was definitely a positive impact because it, sh- it caused a movement and yeah. it caused things to move forward. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was also a lot of negative side effects to that Correct. because people were taking it without knowing what it was. Yeah. yeah. In large yeah. doses. In large and doses and, like and taking it too frequently and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. now that we have a little bit more knowledge and a little bit more access to, you know, we have the mm. internet now, you mm. can do your research and be a little bit more safe mm. with it. Mm. Yeah. What's your, you know, one example of, you know, someone that you educated or something that, you know, maybe had a negative a perspective or outlook on cannabis specifically that you kind of do you have any example that you kind of educated them a bit and, and then now they're onto them, it yeah you yeah them a little bit yeah yeah Def- just members of if, uh, members of my family for example really? not necessarily negative but just the um weeds for stoners yeah just like, it, oh cannabis cannabis something. is a drug right yeah am i going to get addicted to it this kind of stuff i'm like no there's two you know there's different compounds in the drug they're yeah. in the in the plant there's cbd thc so yeah my grandparents for example um that's really interesting yeah, yeah. Knee, had knee surgery gave them some um, CBD oil were able, they weren't able to sleep for a couple of weeks gave them some CBD oil able to sleep wow. um, and you just hear it from patients as well that yeah. were especially on opioids yeah. like a lot of patients come in you probably hear it as yeah, well man. like yeah, oh yeah. I've been taking this I need my medication yeah. yeah this is the only thing that works because yeah. they've been on opioids they've been on heavy for pharmaceuticals years. yeah for, for years. years which are prescribed by doctors exactly you know yeah I mean? and it's, it's the really first thing it's the first thing that doctors go to because that's just What's day practice? Yeah, well, and that's just modern day practice as well. True. And it's available as well. And the amount of research on cannabis, there's a lot more research on opioids yeah. compared to cannabis because opioids have been legal for so much longer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting to put it all together. It's like my, my, my grandmother as well was having issues with surgery and yeah. stuff like that. So I said, she lives in Israel, but I suggest, it's more accessible there. But I suggested to, to jump on medicinal cannabis. Yeah. It's a bit uneasy at the time. But I think the main thing we you're saying as well is people don't know what CBD is. Like the power of CBD. Yes. You know, I don't think that's like really public knowledge. I think everyone thinks about cannabis and it's THC. It's the red eyes, the glaze. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's the sedation of it. It's not... Um, the CBD aspect or we were even talking about CBD flower earlier yeah you know what I mean which is breakthrough it's kind of you know, technology and, yeah. and stuff that we didn't like everyone even people that do know about CBD it's like CBD oil yeah you know what I mean but now there's like vape concentrates you've exactly. got flowers now so yeah. there's a bit more accessibility for different people's needs and mm. stuff so and I remember you bring up a good point when we were at work yeah. one day um, I remember we were talking in the vault, I remember. Yeah. And you're like, there's been a lot of research on CBD, which is taken orally, but not CBD, which is vaporized. Yeah. And the metabolism is completely different. Correct. Yeah. So the, yeah, the metabolism bioavailability is completely different between the two. And we definitely need more research done mm. on, I feel like cannabis in general. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, a, it's an interesting space. It should be, should be good. No, that's awesome. Um, and just to kind of wrap it up, what's yeah. something that you think that more people should know? More people should know? Yeah. I think that, ooh, that's a big question, isn't it? One thing that I should, I, maybe that cannabis isn't necessarily a, what it's made out to be. Yeah. It's not necessarily a, a you hear it's a gateway drug, um, people get addicted to it. It's not mm. necessarily that. Mm. Like I said, it's just a compound, uh, like everyone else, everything in the right dose yeah. is going to be okay for you and yeah. can be used as a tool. What's yeah. your um, relationship specifically with uh, God? or religion so to speak yeah i feel like religion is definitely a helpful tool um 
it's maybe lost its place now in modern society, but I think it's definitely worth studying or mm. definitely worth looking into mm-hmm. because it gives you a baseline for a faith or it also gives you structure for a set of rules that you can follow. Mm-hmm. And then it gives yourself, it gives your life meaning or you have a meaning, you have something to follow and live mm. behind. Like direction. It gives direct. Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be different for everyone else, right? Like mm. just be one person might be, I don't know, for example, someone might be Jewish. You might have two different people who practice the Jewish faith, Jewish faith. Completely different ideas of the Jewish faith. Yeah, correct, yeah. Correct. But you were talking about the Kabbalah and yeah. how there is an objective truth, and that's what I feel like uh, a religion or spirituality or even some mysticism, esoteric knowledge, whatever you want to call it. That's what it gives you. That's there, what it provides. There is an objective truth that resonates with all of us, right? Mm, yeah. Mm. No, I with agree humanity. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 interesting because like what you were saying today, you know, it, it doesn't really have a place in modern society as yeah. much anymore, yeah. which I agree. I think religion, I think religion doesn't have a place in society. It, yeah. I, I think the essence of yes. religion is relevant and it's timeless. Yes. You know what I mean? The, the, maybe the structures and the social hierarchy dated, gets corrupted yeah. over time. People, you know, use the power. For me personally, human nature isn't to hold power. We're yeah. not, we're not good when we're in positions of power. No. There's, there's not many people that have had positions of power and really not use it negatively at some point in some way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, I really think the essence of religion, um, is what's still relevant. I think it's actually needed today more than ever. Yeah. Cause I think, with so many um so much information being fed and now there's like no one can really fact check you yeah know, nothing's fact checked anymore like there used to be like you know fake news and all that but now it feels like everything's fake news you yeah know what i mean like what's actually real it's very hard to validate a resource now yeah you know what i mean because yeah. if you go on google and you look up anything it'll prove what you're saying yeah does that make sense there's no like objective truth there's, yeah you know what i mean you can find something to sway your way wherever you go on the internet now so it's mm. a bit of like a a gray area but specifically like with the kabbalah recently i've been doing some you know sheer whim yeah. and going to lessons with my dad's um original rabbi who taught him everything yeah and, that's um, so fascinating you yeah. know on friday night shabbat dinner we would sit after we eat and just chat about life yeah. and philosophy and that's really honestly where i got a lot of my black and white from yeah. in life you know to see the gray in life as black and white to how it resonates to me and how it's relevant to me mm-hmm um, and I think that's really, really important for, for direction. Yeah. Um, and that's the objective truth kind of coming in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is there an objective truth, like one objective truth that stands out to you or resonates with you a lot, like comes to the top of your mind straight, straight away? Um, yeah. In relation to the Kabbalah? Yeah, yeah. Life, life, uh, life is all about perspective. Yeah. Life is all about perspective. You know, I... Um, one story, this isn't even a biblical story. This is just an analogy. A lot of rabbis, they do analogies to really hit the spot when yeah. it comes to making points or yeah. to bring everything together. Yeah. Um, and the one analogy that he used was in the first lesson I went. Yeah. Right? And till this day, I've been telling people this analogy and like it's something I think about every day. Mm. Right? But it goes, it goes like this. If I was to give a man a bag of rocks, yeah. a big heavy bag of rocks, and I was like, you have to walk up this 15 kilometer mountain yeah like straight up incline yeah right? he's gonna look at me and say fuck off yeah yeah you know i mean he's gonna be like it hurts he, every step he takes is gonna be shit yeah he's what like, am i doing this for like, why am i doing this <laughs> yeah. what's the whole point yeah blah blah blah, blah. yeah right now if i was to say to you the same bag the same weight the same mountain the same person has to carry it but instead of rocks it was diamonds yeah you the person would say yes changes the whole thing it does but nothing actually changed yeah the weight's the same the mountain's the same the person's the same but instead of seeing a bag of rocks 
he sees a bag of diamonds. Mm. Now every step he's taking has a purpose. Has, has a purpose and it's energized. Yeah. It's energized. You know what I mean? He's going, he's taking on life. He's taking on that mountain. He's yeah. moving and he knows there's a reason and there's a purpose. And all he did was change his perspective. Yeah. Instead of seeing rocks, you see diamonds. And that's that's what's applicable, in my opinion, to, to the real world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like that analogy as well. You, you know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it really like it's it's like for example, like I, I'm clocking in like 14 hour work days at the moment. You know, juggling yeah. a few jobs and blah blah blah. For me, a lot of people can wake up at five o'clock in the morning knowing that I have to work 14 hours for the whole day and be like, Fah. Yeah. Know? How yeah. am I gonna get what through this? Doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Like, these days, bro, like I'm waking up in the morning like five minutes before my alarm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm ready to go out there. But you know, like I said earlier, like I was lost for a long time. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's really to understand the meaning of life and why we do the things that we do. I feel like that's important. You, and you notice that you'll, you'll hear a lot of that as well. Like people who experience trials, like mm. very difficult trials, or mm. they'll get lost, for, mm. for example. Once you are lost, because you don't know what you want. Mm. And then once you start finding things that you enjoy, you're like, oh, I want this, mm. I want this, I want this. And you'll sacrifice things to get to what you want. Correct. Yeah, but the, you're right. The only way to get there is to be lost for a bit. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You need to question it. Yes. You know, and Judaism actually... A lot of people might not see this and think, you know, with all the laws and the rules and the do's and the don'ts, that it's not like this. But in Judaism, actually, it actually encourages you to question God. Yeah. It says you should struggle with the relationship. Like, yeah. you should question why these things, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? All those ex existential kind of questions and those mm. ideas, right? Because in the end of the day, we're not here for a long time. Yeah. But... The fact that we're not here for a long time is exactly the reason why you need to make the most of everything. Yeah, that's spot on. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the world's going to go on without you. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, you either sacrifice to put your impact and your influence and your legacy into the life around you. Yeah. Or the life will grow without you. Yeah. And that's a really life or death kind of black and white. Because it's like, it's either I'm a part of it or it's going to forget not. me and go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can kind of bring that back to most the fun, like fundamental ideas in most religions that mm. the universe or, you know, the matter, everything that we exist in is one whole thing. Correct. And you're part of that. Correct. You, you can't say you're not part of it Correct. because you, you are. And if you decide to isolate yourself from that, it's not going to help you and it's not going to help the rest of everything. Yeah. So you, you're right. You have to be, you have to be in it and you have to be willing to put in to make mm. it better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's like, you know, the Buddhist saying like to live is to suffer. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. that really hit me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's, there's no pain. There's no game without pain. There's no, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, and it's the thing is, pain is a natural, uh, it's just something that occurs it's in a part the body. Of it. It's just part of It's like living. saying, like, hard work is good for you. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. It's good to work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good to push. It's good to sacrifice. It's yeah. good to bleed a bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you feel alive. Yes. And you're actually changing things around you. Yeah. If you're working to the point that it hurts, you're doing something. You're doing. You've done something. You're exactly. doing something. Yeah. You're like, you're oh, hang on a minute. You don't know if you've done something or not. You know what yeah. I mean? If you're comfortable, it's still there's not there's not. You, you it's comfortable. Yeah. So you're like, well, 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 you're not changing much. Mm. If you're, in my opinion, when you're comfortable, you're stagnant. Yeah. It's a good indication. Yeah, you're spot on. But it's also important to notice when you do get to that point where you've worked hard or you're in pain. Mm. Your body tells you you're in pain, and you have to listen to that response. Mm. You have to be like, okay, I'm in pain. I've done my work my body's telling me to rest now. So you still have to put in that time because rest is also is just as important as the work. Ah, oh, for sure. It is. You yeah. have to take care of your body. And that's when the balance comes in. And then you see it again in all kinds of philosophies, ideologies and whatnot. Mm. Uh, the most basic one I can think of off the top of my head is the uh, yin and yang, mm. which is a philosophy, I think it's of Taoism. Yes. So you got, 
you got the uh, dark, the light, it's balanced, and then you've got a little bit of darkness in the light, and you've got a little bit of light, light in the darkness, darkness yeah. and it looks like it's flowing constantly. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's yeah. a, a kind of like a... It's a harmony. It's a symbol of how everything works. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's very interesting. It yeah. is. And, and to kind of even... Kind of going back to the Kabbalah as well, and, mm. and you know, what I was mentioning, you know, off camera for a little bit is, is with the Kabbalah and, you know, specifically what I'm studying at the moment is the Tanya, yeah. which, is, which is done by the Rebbe, yeah. uh, one of the Rebbe's, there's like seven generations of them. What I was most fascinated about mm. was the fact that they were able to take the old testimony and to bring it into the relevance of everyday life. Yeah. And the first time I heard the, the comparison of where you can actually see that and feel that yeah. um, was... Uh, Exodus. Okay. Exodus. So is that with Moses, the story of Moses? Yeah, so is leaving that? Egypt. Okay. Yeah. Right? We're leaving Egypt. Yeah. Right? Now, in Hebrew, right, the word for Egypt is Mitzrayim. Yeah. Right? Which Mitz- means? Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim, which is Egypt. Yeah. Mitzrayim. Yeah. Right? Does the that have any particular meaning behind it? Or? So the same word pronounced differently. So Mitzrayim. Yeah. Mitzrayim. Metzarim. Yep. Same spelling. Spelled the same. Spelled yeah. the same, but just said differently. Yeah. Metzarim are your boundaries. That's what it means. That's what it means. Wow. Yeah. So the idea of Exodus, we didn't leave Egypt over, like over a thousand years ago. We need to be leaving boundaries. Egypt every single day. Yes. Yes. And the only way to connect to a higher energy source which mm. is an unlimited energy source whether you call that god or whether you call that yourself or whatever energy or matter you want to call it yeah right you have to break out of your metzarim yeah. you have to break out of mitzrayim you have yeah. to break out of your boundaries yes to then that's the sacrifice yeah that's the sacrifice and then you get rewarded and then you feel that connection and and god's there yeah. and and you know you're you're you'll you'll feel it yeah. Like what we spoke about earlier, like it's it's your truth. You know it. You yeah. know it you deep know when down it's when it's coming yeah. and it's real and it's authentic and it's genuine. So that story specifically really got me. Yeah. Like I gotta leave Egypt every single day. Wow. Do you know so what I mean? That's so Mitzrayim and Mitzrayim. Yeah, so Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Mitz. Mitz. Ra. Chaim. <laughs> I'm making a fool of myself. No, 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 yeah. no. It sounds great. It sounds great. Mitz. Mitz. Ra. Ra. Im. Im. Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Yeah, and yep. then Metzer. Metzer. Rim. Rim. Metzerim. Metzerim. Nice. No, there we nice. go. Awesome. And both, one means Egypt, one yeah. means boundaries. Yeah. Same spelling. Same spelling. See how fascinating that is? Beautiful. Yeah. But even more so. Yeah. How smart were these guys? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, whoever kind of did all this, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, the whole, like, like, you know, the testimony, the old testimony, the deeper I go into it, I'm like, wow. Yeah. These guys managed to fit pretty much the world's wisdom, the world's knowledge, yeah. the world's value into the, te- the Old Testament, the Old Testament. into, into exactly. kind of like, a, a, not necessarily stories and fables, but it's, it's a storyline. Yeah. There's all these things that happened, mm. you know what I mean? And each thing, each word, each letter has a purpose. Yeah. And he's meant to be there for a certain reason. Exactly. And there's a much there deeper, yeah. you know, meaning to all of it. So, yeah. Um, in terms of Kabbalah and all of that, that's what recently I've been learning. Mm. And, you know, those things are things that I wake up every day now. Yeah. And, and it's on your mind. And it's, it's on my mind. Yeah. I feel like that's super fascinating, man. That's insane. And it makes sense. Like, that's what it represents. Because I grew up Catholic. Mm. So I was exposed to the Old Testament, the mm. New Testament and mm. whatnot. And you hear the stories. Mm. And the whole story of Moses is him 
and his people and the Jewish people go through such extraordinary trials and eventually find what was the part is it the, the promise, Red Sea the, yeah they part the Red Sea um, and then they're promised the land the, of milk and honey the land of milk and honey exactly yeah. so they're promised the land of milk and honey do they ever I don't remember but do they ever make it to the land of milk and honey yeah, or is it do. a specific place they do or, the, milk, the land of the milk and honey is Israel okay it was called Canaan Canaan yeah Yeah. So, but Moses actually never went in he, he, he never actually got to go and see the um, he never actually got to go into the land of uh-huh. Israel and Canaan yeah um, but that's a whole different story other thing yeah yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting because you know the same testimony just with different yeah Interpretations, different interpretations, and that's you, what it is. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but the thing is, it stay. I feel like it stay, stays the same across the the board, right? Because in the Old Testament, you still have Genesis. Mm, is that right? Mm, yeah, and then you've got Exodus. I don't know the other ones. Those are the two main ones that come. Mm, mm, yeah, no, it's it's pretty much the same across the board. I actually spoke to somebody else who actually came from a Catholic background yeah. recently, um, and it's very much the same thing. But even with Judaism, yeah, you know, I I went to Yavna. Um, which is a private Jewish school yeah. for a little bit in primary, and then I went to a public school for a bit. Yep, yep. Um, but at my time there, you know, it's interpretation again. Like when we were taught Jewish studies and the Old Testament, we were told very, very surface level things. Oh, of you course. You know what I mean? I really yeah. had to search and go find and, you know, to find out about Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But as opposed to like at a young age, they kind of give us a surface level of the Old Testament and it doesn't go deeper than that. It's kind of like Moses left Egypt and that was it. Yes, yeah. Does that make sense? It's a story from a long time was ago. That, did you find that in the Kabbalah? Is that what it was from? Or was that... What? The... the um, Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. Yes. So that was the Tanya. That was when I went to a, a lesson, a shiur with the rabbi. Yeah. And he explained He explained that. that. He explained yeah. that that's what it is. That's was your the mind was blown when he said that? Like, what was your... <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Seriously, I was like, I it, it resonated with me, oh. you know, and he's, he's this old sweet guy and, he, and you know, he's got this fire in his eyes. Like he's old and he's got this big beard, yeah. but he's, he's so youthful in his energy. Yeah, he's a seer, man. He's a, yeah. You know what I mean? And you can tell, you know, God's with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's a man of God. You don't be that age with so much youthfulness and yeah. energy if you're not spiritually in a good place. Mm-hmm. People get old and die when their spirit is down yes you know what I mean otherwise yeah. you know you hear people that die laughing yeah die full of enjoyment die with a smile on their face yeah you know what I mean so but yeah he kind of fucked me up it's <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> yeah. an insane revelation yeah I'll be thinking about for that, that for days man now I gotta go dinner tonight I'll be thinking about like, you know what I mean I'll be thinking and about Exodus really I'll be think. delving deep it does mm. yeah no it's fascinating stuff and it's implemented into your to your everyday yeah you know you know now like for me I know now Every yeah. day I have a requirement yeah. to jump out of my boundaries. Yes. This isn't like a self-help thing or a self-care. Like I'm trying to stick to a schedule. You're or, like, no, you know, I have to do this. This is like my essence. You have to. It's good for your spirit. My being yeah. requires the fact that I do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's something I obviously, you know, you struggle with and you work towards and you aspire towards. But that's what's on the front of my mind. That's like, you, you know, when they see like the dog running on the tracks and they got a rabbit in front of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the rabbit that's in front rabbit. of me. That's when I'm, t- 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 I'm running. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm running for that. Yeah. Um, and I also think when your direction and your purpose and your priorities are different in life, mm. you wake up in the morning different. You do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, definitely. I used to be a, a lot more focused on like more like financial kind of things, but so, then I'm like, hey, you gotta you need other things. It's just numbers. Like you gotta have a purpose. You gotta have an ideology. You gotta have a spirituality. Like all these things are important. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's. I feel like I lost a lot of connection and love with friends purely because I was so focused on bullshit yeah know? i said that with like inverted commas but like it's like it's 
it's bullshit. Like, it's very surface level. Like, the finance, the ambitions, the personality, the status, the social hierarchy, all of that. It's very surface level things. It is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, once you really get into it and you kind of realize what's really important in life is those things. The things that are important in life is, like, love and connection and relationships yeah. and development and expanding yourself. Which is you know difficult. I mean? it's, so, it's difficult to build and establish those things. Yeah, it's exactly. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's also the beauty of life is how difficult it is. Is if you do it and you sacrifice, you'll get rewarded. Yeah, you. That's will. what people. A lot of people are very hesitant to take the first step. Yeah. Because they don't believe in themselves and they also don't trust the process. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, it's like I'm walking around pretty much with my eyes closed because I don't know what's coming. Yeah. But I'm ready to receive. Yeah. And that's a different mentality to have than I don't know what's coming. I don't know what to do. It's very frantic in yeah. a sense. You know what I mean? Either but frantic like, or you stay stagnant. It's exactly. either one or the other. Yeah. Exactly. And both aren't things aren't exactly ideal. They're not progressive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and to be progressive, you've got to go through trials. It's the only way. It's the only way to. Yeah, it's fascinating stuff. It's it's, it's beautiful. It is. You know, it really is. Like for me, it's, it, it it brings a lot of beauty. It brings a lot of light to darkness. It does. It brings yeah. a lot of light to darkness, and it brings a lot of darkness to the light. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. You know. Mm. And it's that yin and yang, and it's that it's that harmony. It's that you know. What's you know, it's really interesting is that he was kind of explaining that being too good is not good. It's not. Being too good is not good. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not, you're not sacrificing enough for yourself, but you also might not be taking care of yourself enough. Yeah. Sometimes you need to put your foot down. Yeah. Tell people to fuck off. Yeah. You, know you do. I mean? You do. And that for a person who wants to live a good life and, you know, in, in goody, not goody two shoes, but in that essence... They always want to follow the rules. They want to make sure that it's in alignment with what should be done. Yeah. Or with what the other person else. agrees with. Yeah. 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 As opposed to what needs to be done for them. Yeah. And, you know, what I've really learned over the past few months, I've had to really, like, I've had some hard conversations. You know, like, specifically, like, leaving Astrid was a bit of a difficult oh, time. That and, easy. Like, yeah. I had some other then. personal things with friends and whatever as yeah. well over the yeah. past three months that, you know, these were difficult things. And I came to a moment and I was like, am I going to jump out of my boundaries for yeah. this? Yeah. Say how I really feel, what I really think? Yeah. Or am I going to stay within my boundaries to keep the peace, to keep positive, to keep being that nice guy persona in a mm. sense? You know what I mean? And for the first time in my life, at the age of 22, I put my foot down and I, you know, kind of said, fuck you in a sense. Maybe yeah. not that blunt, but you know, in my own nice diplomatic Wait, way. You're like, hang on, I gotta look after I gotta myself first. I gotta put my first. foot down. You can be with me for that journey. If not, it's still, it's all good. I'm here, but I'll, I'll be looking after myself. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you know, your body and your mind respects you for doing that. It does. And you feel it, right? And you feel it. Yeah. It's again, that deep, that deep truth. Yes. And, and, and in the end of the day, I was very well aware that by me doing those things, I could have been making a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. I could have been making a mistake. I could have said the wrong thing and it wasn't right that I was saying that. Yeah. It wasn't right that I was saying that. Yeah. But. You accepted the fact that that's the chance you took. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it turned out it was the right thing to say. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it, was, it was fine. And even if, it, even if it was the wrong thing to say. It was mine. It's still the right thing to say because you learn from it, right? Correct. Because you go, oh, hang on, I probably shouldn't have done that. I don't know. If I ever get a second chance, I'm not going to do that again. Mm. So I'll, I'll make the adjustment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But also, you're to blame for your success and failure. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to, you know, live my life and do certain things because I'm scared of people leaving me or how they're going to see me and this, like, things like that, am I really living? Yeah, you're not. Am I really living my life? Yeah. My truth? No, you're not. What I've noticed is when you put your foot down, you know, especially with people that love you and they're cared ones and you're in a circle and all of that, when you put your foot down, 
their reaction to things really actually indicates how much they love you and yeah. how much they care. You know how they say like, when tough times, you really f see who's there for you? Yeah, yeah. Putting your foot down is a tough time. It is. You know what I mean? And you get to see who's really there, yeah. who's still around, who still talks to you, who's still in a connection with you, who's like, you know what, I understand that you might be going through something, it might be something I don't understand, but I'm here, but I'm here. for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's when you really start to, to see those things. And like I was saying, like, I was lost for a little bit that I didn't realize, you know, how good, you know, certain friends or brothers were in my life and how important they were to me and mm. how much I needed them and should keep them around, take care of them. Yeah. Because I was in my own head doing my own bullshit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's all really changed for me. That's good. Yeah, that's all really changed for me. So, and that's something that, you know, trying to implement and to educate in a sense, just inspire. Yeah, of yeah. course, and that's what it's all about. It's like if you're stuck in that place, it's all right to make like make a change, mm. even if it's a subtle change. I think subtle changes are good. Mm. Just simple things. That's mm. a good way to start. Yeah. And then it snowballs. You have that snowball effect. Yeah. And before you know it, you're in the place you want to be. Mm. Yeah. Or even before, dude. Even before, like I, I started working at Astrid, I was stuck in like stuck in that headspace of going to work every day, coming home, like just that monotonous re repetition. And I'm like, man, what am I doing with my life? There's 24 hours in a day and I'm spending 10 hours at this place that I don't enjoy. I'm not getting any benefit. I'm not getting stimulated to want to be stimulated. Like, what am I doing, man? Mm. Like, and then you, to make that adjustment, it's not easy because mm. you just got to step out your comfort zone because it's easy to go to work every day and just keep going, go, keep going, keep going, keep going. But it's hard to be like, all right, what do I want? This is what I want to do. This is what I have to sacrifice. That's a lot harder to do than just repetition. Mm. Yeah. And how did you find that whole experience? Like, uh, I found talk, talk me through it a little bit. Like, when, what day were you like, I am done? And then you started making those minor adjustments to then finally get to the point that you're at now to be like, yeah. I'm out, I'm done, I'm past there, that stage. There was, this was during COVID. There was obviously plenty going on for everyone. Mm. Everyone was going through a tough time. A lot. Yeah. Um, so it was just more so I was going to work and I was coming home and I was, wasn't feeling, I, wasn't, I was quite numb to what I was doing. Mm. And I'm like, hang on a minute. I want to be engaged in what I in what I do because first of all, I'm not giving the best to the people, mm. to the people I'm helping. What was the job, by the way? This was as a pharmacist. I was working as, as a, a pharmacist. different pharmacy. as a different pharmacist. Yeah, yeah, regular pharmacy. Just regular pharmacy. This was in a community pharmacy. Yeah, oh, cool. and don't get me wrong, people I worked with was great. The environment I worked in was great. It was just the work. The work. It yeah. became monotonous, and it, um, it became to the point where I couldn't give my best. I couldn't, you know, and mm. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to grow and give my best. I wanted to be in an industry that I had passion a lot of passion for mm. and cannabis is one of those passions so I was lucky to find Astrid you know obviously I was led in the right direction made the right decision to leave and then mm. eventually found this um, when I left I didn't have a backup I had no idea what I was going to do they're like I was told like oh what do you want to do, do you, are you sure you don't want to work part-time until you find something else and then I thought to myself hang on if I work part-time this is what's going to happen I'm going to go part-time I'm going to be working part-time for a few months and before I know I'll be back full-time again because mm. I want that work I want the money I want this but if I go, if I eliminate that safety net, I'm forced to chase just one thing. And that's exactly what happened. And then now I'm in the position where I'm at now, which is in a, um, no complaints. So mm. yeah. how, how's your time at the moment, you know, present right now, like yeah. position you're in, how you feel? At the moment? Yeah, yeah good. It definitely, time, definitely like, like I said, I still want more progression. So mm, I still feel like I can- You're not comfortable. No, good. yeah, I still want to like better myself. Yeah. I, there's still a lot more that I can do, mm. yeah. I think time management is one thing I can probably work on. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, 
at the, at the moment, I'm quite in a, in a good space. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Like even like you know where you were saying like I, when when I left Astrid, for example, I didn't yeah. have anything yeah, lined up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I went two months unemployed, paying rent. You know. Exactly. Just, you know, surviving on my feet the best I could. Yeah. You know, and I, I tried for a while to get new jobs, but it was like I was also more selective about the job I was going to get back into because exactly. I knew when I get you back into this next one, I'm going all out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I've done now. Since then, I've just been going all out with these new jobs and, and these, you know, other side hustles and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it really just goes to show that everything happens for a reason. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm making more now than I ever did in the past. Yeah. You know, I'm working more, I'm doing more, obviously, but yeah. I'm getting benefits, like more benefits, higher benefits, because I had to go through that sacrifice and I had to eliminate that safety net and go, there's more for me in the world. Yeah. But I need a, I need a hurt to find it. Yeah. That's what it is. You need, a, you need a struggle. You need to sweat a little bit. You need to bleed a little bit. Mm. And there's nothing wrong if your head dips under the water. Yeah. That's life. Mm. That's life. Your head will dip under the water. Yeah. That's what people don't... I think, you know, there's a bit of a misunderstanding. People are like, it should be smooth sailing all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's not. It's not smooth sailing all the time. It's the opposite. There's it's more, the, probably it's, more of a struggle than smooth sailing most of the time. You know? Yeah. What, what's the idea of a boat? It's to stay afloat, right? Cuts through the water. Yeah. It cuts through the water. It's a nice big ship and it looks beautiful, but that's not what it was. That's not the function. No. The function of it is these fucking waves are coming through. The seas are rocky. It's a storm. Yeah. But it cuts through the water. Yeah. And it needs to stay afloat. That's the whole purpose. And of then it gets there. Yeah. It gets to the other side. It might take a few months, it might take however long, but it's, it's built and designed to cut through the water of life. Yeah. To cut through the rocky seas. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it's sitting at the at the port, it's not going anywhere. Mm. It's not doing anything. It's looking nice and flashy. But it's, it's not, not doing anything. It's, and it's designed to move, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's fascinating to say then your head goes underwater. That's when I think uh, you can relate that back to breathing. And I feel mm. like breathing is an important thing because when you go underwater, you're limited for oxygen. Mm. But once you start panicking, you use a lot more oxygen compared to if you're relaxed, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle. Mm. Like when something's going bad, you start panicking and the worst thing you can do is panic or get stressed because mm. you're going to burn off a lot more energy compared to if you're like, all right, let's analyze the situation and let's see what we can do. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's not as much clarity of mind as well. Yeah. When you panic, it's like, it's like what they say when someone's drowning, don't jump in because yeah. it's probably going to drop he'll, you. He'll they'll you panic and they'll try to bring you down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. By default, you're going to drown now. Yeah. So it's that same idea. Like if you're panicking, you're just drowning the things around you. Yeah. You're not actually using them with the clarity of mind to make the best decision moving forward. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's a testament of yourself. Yeah. And also, to be honest, I don't think everyone's built for it. No. Do you know what I mean? Not everyone's built... Everyone's got their own levels of challenges and, and things that they go through, mm. right? But there's not everyone's built to, for the, the rush of life and when it really gets fucking hectic yeah. to really sit there and be like, that goes there, that goes there, that goes there, that goes there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Amidst all the chaos. Yeah, that's a skill because you need yeah. to be exposed to that stress and pressure constantly to get to a stage where you can manage that. Because mm. if you get someone who hasn't, like even when you're young, like if you get someone who's young who hasn't spe experienced those responsibilities yet and you throw them a whole bunch of responsibilities all at once, it's mm. going to be overwhelming. Mm. You have to learn one thing at a time, one thing at a time. It's like anything. It's like mm. any skill. It's mm. one thing, foundations, after the foundations, you move on to the next thing. To hear Joe's legacy at the age that you are right now. Yeah. And if you could put that in a little summary, like what's yeah. something that you think more people should know or something, you know, that you want to, you practice on a daily basis that you'd like to yeah. see. You know what I mean? F find something that gives you purpose to get up in the morning. You specifically. Don't worry about... 
what mum says, what anyone else says. says, put it all together, gather information from different people and then put it together. And if it resonates with you, you'll know if it's right yeah. or you'll know if it's wrong. Yeah. You feel it deep down. 100%. So it's yeah. the truth. Yeah, exactly. Find your, your own truth and your truth is going to be yours. And not everyone's going to understand that. Some mm. people will, but majority of people are not going to understand mm. that. No, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you very much for your time today. No, no worries at all. Cheers. Cheers, my dude.